0: Ring in the new year with a wonderfully clean house. It might be a mess after the holidays, but I have got the answer for you. Our wonderful sponsor, Nature Clean, They've been making chemical-free cleaning products and personal care products since 1963. Their ingredients are naturally derived from plants and minerals, and they are effective yet environmentally friendly. You get that wonderful clean that is good for the environment. They are approved by the USDA as being bio-based products, and all of their products are vegan and not tested on animals. For more information, information visit them online at natureclean.ca new to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist, Andrea Donsky and health journalist, Lisa Davis. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. My co-host, Andrea, is away today. We talk a lot on the show about gut health. It is so important. We talk about prebiotics. We talk about probiotics. So I'm super excited to have the wonderful Kara Landau on the program. Hi, Cara. Hi. It's so good to have you on. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and uh, your health journey? Sure. Yeah. So I'm an Australian
1: registered dietitian, and I have obviously always been passionate about nutrition uh, as someone who studied that and and got into the field. But it wasn't until about seven or eight years ago now, when I first moved to America, I'd gone through a big breakup at the time and I was feeling pretty stressed moving countries and being alone here in a new big country and having gone through that. And so I decided that there must be a way that nutrition can affect your mood. And I just wasn't quite clear on what it was. So I started digging into the scientific research and discovered this gut brain connection and specifically around prebiotics as almost this fuel for the probiotics as this amazing way to nourish your gut and ultimately support your mood. So I sort of started to test that out firsthand and I wrote a book about it at the time called The Clean Separation that was published back then and ever since then I've been continuously talking uh, about this about this exciting area of gut health and prebiotics, and how when you nourish your gut, you can support your mental well being.
0: Now, I see on your website uh, that you are the traveling dietitian. Talk to us about this, and then we'll get more in specifics about gut health. Sure. So, traveling
1: dietitian was born at exactly the same time as all of that happened. So, when I moved overseas, uh, people basically from back home wanted to stay in touch with me, and also I wanted to to be able to connect with people across the globe. So it it sort of evolved organically. I, I launched all my social media profiles as traveling dietitian back then. I was basically, it wasn't just, I wasn't just in America. I also had traveled throughout Europe in that time. And I was traveling throughout Asia and basically going to many different places and trying to look into what they were eating and what the health benefits or what the negatives were and sort of more culturally some of the lifestyle practices. And so that sort of fed into all the nutrition information that I would share. And similarly, I would go into the shops, into the grocery stores, and I would look at what foods were on the shelf and what ingredients were in the products and and I would share that with people as well, so that we could start to understand what was happening in the food supply, uh, in addition to the cultural aspects. Uh, but to be but to be fair, the traveling dietitian somehow morphed into what what I am now called, which is the prebiotic dietitian, because. As life sort of took its own course and my specialty area started honing in and I somehow planted myself here in New York and wasn't traveling quite as much, I felt uh, earlier this year that it was the right thing to do was to rename myself and claim the prebiotic dietitian, which is sort of more true to who I am today.
0: Oh, I like that. But, you know, I am curious that so when you were traveling and you would go to different places and different stores, I always imagine that in Europe, the foods are a lot better. For example, I know that there might be a Popsicle brand here that they use artificial colors, artificial sweeteners, and then there's the same brand in, in Europe, but they don't have the artificial colors, right, or the sweeteners. So talk to us about that.
1: 100% accurate. And and look, as an Australian who had grown up with a different food supply than what I have here now in America. I, I noticed that as soon as I arrived here and sorry because similarly they're quite strict in Australia about the ingredients that are led into the food supply. Uh, and so, yeah, you're right. There can be the same, technically the same products, the same brand, but due to, you know, allow, allowed ingredients or different uh, perspectives of the consumer in different countries the brands may formulate them differently and and i did I did find that a lot of the time the honest truth is that my my tummy would like almost feel more settled when I would be in europe or back in Australia uh, when I may you know look on the surface to be eating a similar diet but I would find that it would get aggravated when I would be here and and the more closely I looked at the ingredients, lists of products, the more I could understand why that might be the case.
0: It's so frustrating because, you know, there's so much quote unquote food out there, but it's really just a bunch of junk. And so we really need to be eating a whole food diet. And I'd love for you to define the difference between prebiotic and probiotics. I think a lot more folks have heard about probiotics.
1: Yeah. So, probiotics are those live microorganisms and they can be found in different parts of our body. Most of the time we are talking about our gut, but we do have probiotics on our skin. And and so that's why you'll start to see skincare that's focused around that as well. uh, And and in other places, but in, in my mind, I've always focused on prebiotics as this preventative measure. So prebiotics in very simple Terms are the fuel for the probiotics. Uh, But they really, in order for something to be classified as a prebiotic, it not only has to fuel the probiotics, but it actually has to result in a health benefit to us. So there can be food, there can be ingredients that could potentially feed a probiotic or could be non-digested by us and make their way into, you know, into our gut. But if they don't lead to some sort of benefit, they are not classified as a prebiotic. When it comes to foods that are rich in prebiotics, they're often foods that we don't consume all that regularly. So I'll give a few examples of the richest sources, and then maybe I'll give a few different examples of ways that we can boost the prebiotic uh, sort of content of some foods in very interesting ways. So uh, some of the foods that are richest in prebiotics would be dandelion greens, Chicory root, (laughs) Uh, things that I don't think people are having on a daily basis. uh, You can get them a little bit less so, but also in foods like garlic and onions, so, you know, and asparagus. So I do try to promote those being used in people's cooking uh, But and also to have raw wherever possible. Uh, And then you also get a little bit of prebiotic inside things like kiwi fruits. So uh, if you, and that's why you can find kiwi fruit powder, which is actually a prebiotic. Uh, And then there's also interesting foods like tiger
0: nuts. Have you heard of tiger nuts? Yes, I have. Yeah. They make tiger nut flour too.
1: Yeah, exactly. So tiger nut flour has some, what we call prebiotic resistant starch uh, and resistant starch Unlike a lot of the other prebiotics, which are classified as soluble fibers, uh, resistant starches, as the name suggests, are starches that resist digestion. They make their way to the lower part of our bowel and then they are fermented specifically by the good gut bacteria, which lead to the positive effects of good gut health. So resistant starches are a particular favorite of mine. Uh, and you also can find them, resistant starches, inside unripe bananas. So you can get that as a flower as well, because I don't know how many people really like to eat unripe bananas.
0: <laughs> I don't even like to eat ripe bananas. So. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it's interesting because,
1: you know, on a late, if you found green banana flower, there are different types of green banana flowers. So you have to sort of be be really aware of what's going on and what type of banana you're you're getting in there and not all packages will tell you but uh what i would say is that when it comes to green banana flour which has a very neutral taste and is very rich in resistant starch which means you don't actually get all the calories or the carbohydrates per se that they have to write on the pack it's not spiking your blood sugar levels like that uh is that Uh, with green banana flour and with tiger nut flour and any of these resistant starch type prebiotics, you can't cook them. So um, when you, when, you know, a lot of people, they make green, but I've seen them make green banana flour uh, pancakes or they make muffins and they promote them as being gut healthy. But once you, once you cook for an extended period of time, you would, you degrade those bonds that other resistant starches, and they kind of go back to being similar to a regular carbohydrate.
0: Well, you have a great list on your wonderful site, travelingdietitian.com, food sources of prebiotics. And I see that, you know, I eat a ton of garlic and onions to the point where every day my daughter's like, mom, your breath. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's like, it's good for you. And I, so, I actually ate a ton of asparagus yesterday too. Anyway, I cook the onions and I cook the garlic because when I eat raw garlic, I get a stomach ache and I'm not going to eat. I, I do eat red onion raw though quite a bit. So I think I'm getting a pretty good dose, but even cooked, it shows on this chart that the, the garlic and the onions are still good.
1: Yeah, definitely. And so I would recommend I would recommend you're better off having them cooked than not having them at all. I personally eat them cooked, you know, but I I do like to give the the all the information and then people can work from there <laughs>
0: with it. Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about um probiotics now.
1: So probiotics, we are we're born with loads of probiotics already inside. Our gut, uh, And what happens is, is that over time, due to stress and medications, antibiotics, we sort of kill off a lot of the probiotics and, and that's where the issues start to come about. So in my mind, I've always recommended that people focus on feeding what they have because we start with this natural diversity of probiotics inside of us. And so supplementing with one or two strains is not really going to create that ecosystem that our body really needs. So you know when we look on the market, there's sort of one to thirty odd you know strains that are constantly in a lot of products, uh, but what that what that can lead to is an imbalance. You know if you're having thirty billion of one particular strain, then think about the hundreds of thousands of other <laughs> strains that we're missing out on and keeping that equilibrium. So um, if, if people can go in with that in mind, uh, it, it, make, it makes sense to try to, to feed the probiotics what they need and let them naturally calibrate themselves.
0: Oh, that makes sense. And I know a lot of people take supplements, but there's also fermented foods, which are really good. And that's another thing that we'd like to talk about here uh, on on the show. Let's talk about what you created. You have uh, something that uh, you can eat that has prebiotics in it. That's pretty cool. Tell us about it. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. So
1: I launched Uplift Food, which is a brand solely focused around how when you consume prebiotics, you can nourish your gut and support your mental health. Uh, and that the first product that I developed was called the Daily Uplifter. And it it's a powder so that people could use it inside recipes or they could just take it as a supplement if they prefer. But really the goal was to promote a healthy lifestyle so it could be used inside smoothies or bliss balls and things like that. Uh, and and what it it includes is this combination of nutrients from natural plant-based sources that that have been shown in science to support gut health or mood. And so it's got things like the green banana resistant starch, it's got Jerusalem artichoke, soluble fibers, it's even got a specific type of prebiotic called a xylooligosaccharide. And why I included that is that in science, we were shown that you only need one gram of this particular prebiotic to lead to that bifidogenic effect. And that's what we mean when the probiotics proliferate and they lead to short-chain fatty acid production and you get all the on-flowing anti-inflammatory benefits. So, you know, that's just a couple examples of the ingredients. Uh, There's also things like high vitamin D mushrooms because so many people are missing vitamin D and we know that vitamin D can be supportive for anti-inflammatory effects and, and mood. And so I've made sure to include around... 30% of your RDA of vitamin D in there as well. Uh, and so that, yeah, there's more, but, but just so that people understand what I've done is tried to give you this all in one very tasty vanilla flavored powder that gives you this combination of nutrients to support your gut health and your
0: mental health. Oh, that's fantastic. Where do people find this?
1: Uh, they uplift food the daily uplifter is solely online so we have focused very much on we're on amazon for anyone who already shops on there or they can come to upliftfood.com, where there's actually also a lot of education so if anyone's interested in reading up on prebiotics and on diet and the connection with mood uh there are lots of ebooks and there's lots of blog posts and there's also lots of
0: recipes there to get you going i'd love to is for you to tell us a little bit more about how you got into healthy living
1: Oh, so, I mean, I've always been into food. <laughs> and, uh, <I've laughs> and that probably stems from my family background. I uh, have Eastern European grandparents who would always have us over for family meals. Uh, and from there, what happened was, is that when I was about 16 years old, I was also very active. I was playing uh, in Australia, we have a sport called netball. It's not; it's sort of like basketball, but not a hundred percent the same. Uh, it's <laughs> a sport played in Commonwealth countries, and I was playing netball almost every day. And I was a little bit overweight, and and I just thought again, it was one of these moments where I was like, well, maybe if I ate a bit different, it would have some sort of effect of me being quicker on the court. And so I started to naturally. You know, I, I remember when I was 16 years old starting to make myself more salads for lunch and, and going on this sort of self-made health kick and and then I started to and I saw, you know, weight came off me and I got quicker on the netball court and and there was this sort of flow and effect that by the time I got to my final year of school and we had to decide, you know, what, what we, courses we wanted to apply for for college, as soon as I saw nutrition and dietetics, it was just this no-brainer. Like I I didn't need the career counsellor to talk to me. I knew I was going to apply for that. I knew that that was where my life was going to go and – and luckily for me, it was the right choice. <laughs> so,
0: Oh, see, that's awesome. Isn't it nice? You know, it took me, I got interested in healthy living in high school and I share my journey in my book that's out now, Clean Eating, Dirty Sex, uh, not about dirty sex, just to play on words. Anyway, I think you'd enjoy it. I'll have to get you a copy. Uh, yeah, Cara. I think you'd like it. Um, at any rate, you know, I really share my own journey. And, and I mean, I started out as a kid who would eat as much junk food as possible with the health food nut mom. And I, I became a Girl Scout just so I could get a better price on the cookies. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it, it, it's quite a journey. You know, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about your book, The Clean Separation.
1: Yeah, so The Clean Separation was written, uh, like I mentioned, in I wrote it in 2012 and published it in early 2013. And it was this blend of information around – the first half of the book was sort of around nutrition as a whole. So, not just gut health, but all sorts of nutrients that could be supportive or negative to your mental well being. Uh, and so, we're looking at, and we also looked at nutrients like tryptophan as an example. And, you know, and people would talk about tryptophan being the precursor to serotonin, and therefore you should eat more turkey and cottage cheese. I'm just giving really random examples here. But, uh, I the more I studied, the more I could see that, well, actually, if you consume those sorts of foods, because there's an imbalance of amino acids in there, some of the other amino acids will preferentially move across the blood brain barrier. And therefore, we don't actually get that lift in in tryptophan where we need it. And so it doesn't boost serotonin production. And so it was almost this like myth busting process of, okay, well, that's what people think, and that's not the solution, and then I wanted to go deeper into what is the solution, and that's where I discovered the gut-brain connection, and this was way before the topic of psychobiotics is what it's called now, where we look at pre- and probiotics and how they can connect with our mood, Uh, but I basically discovered that back then, so the book sort of goes into more, more information around that, and then because it was written... Based on my personal experiences, I do sort of talk throughout the book as Kara, and I share my own personal experiences, and I and I do base it off. You know, if you go through a stressful life event like a breakup, but it doesn't have to be that. That then I, I move into. Well, how do you get back on track? And so there's even sort of some fun uh, chapters that are focused around like dating and dining out, and how you can support your mood and and your diet even when you're you know once you've started to implement all these mood-boosting food strategies, how do you then go back into the real world and move on with your life to be the best possible version of yourself?
0: Oh, my gosh. I love that. I mean... (laughs) Cara, I definitely, I'm going to read it and I want you to come back because what I did with my book is I weaved in memoir stories into, it's also a cookbook and it's, it's, I interviewed over 40 health experts and got a bunch of uh, tips Mm -hmm. and advice. And I think it's, it's so nice to have that personal touch. I noticed that Susan Irby, who actually is a contributor to my book, Cleaning and Dirty Sex, uh, is part of your book as well. Isn't that funny? The Bikini Chef.
1: (laughs) Yes, I love Susan. Uh, to me have being good friends now. Since, since back then, uh, I when I discovered her uh, on Twitter, I actually tweeted to her and said, I, I want you to be in this book with me. And, and we became like really good friends ever since. We catch up whenever we can when we're in the
0: same part of the globe. And Now, back to when you, because you just mentioned the globe, when you were traveling, what were some of the things that you thought, wow, I, this would be great if more people did X, or in this community, more people are eating Y? Like, what what? what were some of the things that really stood out? I love hearing about traveling and different cultures.
1: Yeah. So so I definitely found that there was was aspects of when I was in Italy, as an example, uh, and the way that even the meals came out, they would give you, there would be salad served at the start. uh, And so you would fill up a bit more before, the next part of your meal, and therefore you wouldn't need to overindulge at at the entrees part, you know, at the main part. And and I I guess it's a little bit different in America. Actually, already follows this, but Australia doesn't. Is something else is that at when you go to a cafe in some countries, as soon as you sit down, they offer you a coffee, and in other countries, they actually only offer you the coffee at the end. And I found that when – so in Australia what I find people do and I guess sometimes people do it here at some of the cafes is that you offer – you order if you're hungry, you might order a milky coffee as an example before you have your meal. So again, people are consuming a lot more than maybe they need and they might also be having more caffeine than they necessarily need for the day. And just because they want to get something into them quickly – and that's the way of the, of the restaurant or the cafe, you know, holding out the time before your main has to come out. And so I found that in some countries they just don't offer that. That's not part of the, their process. And so only after you've had your salad and your main course and some of these other elements, I saw this in Italy and in Europe, then they offer do you want a coffee or a tea to finish your meal. And I, and I, I did think that there was something to that because some people might not then order the coffee at the end of that meal because they actually are satisfied. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And, and then just like different ingredients that are being used and the proportions that were being given. I find, I find that it's changed over the last seven years. I feel at least in New York, I don't feel that every restaurant gives you Overly portioned meals, but I did feel when I originally got to America, and perhaps it's still this way in some other parts of the country, is that the serve sizes were just so significantly larger uh, than than in many other places, and that obviously plays a a role in how much we're eating. <laughs> so
0: oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. sometimes I'll go out and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to take half this home. But then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, cripe, I ate it all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I really wanted that for breakfast. Darn <laughs> it! You know.
1: <laughs> I I definitely feel that. I mean, I even in just in recent times, I've I'm in New York and I didn't have a proper kitchen for the last few months, and now I've moved into a home where I have a kitchen again, and so I was ordering more food when I you know I was order and I was ordering salads and other healthy healthy dishes. But I still found that the portion size was significantly larger than as soon as now when I'm controlling what, how much I'm eating. Just naturally, you just put on your plate as much as you actually need rather than someone else giving you their standard serve. So, uh, yeah, that, that's not really about the travel, but I guess it feeds into this sort of concept.
0: No, it definitely does. And I think the work you're doing is great. You have such great energy. I've so enjoyed having you on. Thank you. Kara, was there anything you wanted to add before I let you go? And I definitely want you back. I'm going to get your book and I'm going to get you my book and then we can have a great talk. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I would love to do that. Uh, I would say that the reinvigorated version of the nutritional elements of the clean separation uh, are now actually all just as eBooks on the Uplift Food website. I've called it the Good Mood Food Guide, and then the second part of that is called the Prebiotic Manual. So uh, although it doesn't have all those extra bits about dating and dining out, uh, it does give you, I believe, the more updated version that would be, best for people to be reading uh, on that topic uh, and on the gut health topic, but, but really like the Travelling Dietitian website has sort of all my backstory and has all the travel components and it definitely has almost like a a journal that I wrote publicly uh, for things about relationships and about diet, which might be interesting. Uh, And then upliftfood.com has really a lot of the updated and, and modern science around gut health and prebiotics and mood.
0: Oh, well, I'm just excited to have you back. I'm so glad you came on Naturally Savvy. Everyone rate, review, subscribe. You can follow me on Twitter at Lisa Davis MPH. Follow Andrea at Andrea... Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and at your Radio MD. Thanks so much for listening and stay well.